I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hello and welcome to the Truth For Youth podcast in a world where there's so many lies and half-truths and hidden agendas. This is a podcast that you can rest assured you're going to be hearing biblical truth. Not my truth, biblical truth. Now, however, I will give opinions from time to time, but I will clearly state that. I was reminded just this morning, I was in a big box department store picking up some goods, and I heard a guy at the, ch- at the checkout counter saying, you know, I wish politicians had no choice. They had to tell the truth. Like there was, it was impossible for them to actually speak anything other than the truth. You know, he was just talking about how crazy that would be and how much better the world would be. And I was just, I was checking out next to him and I'm just smiling, thinking about this podcast because I'm like, that's exactly why I call this the Truth For Youth podcast because it is so hard to know who is telling the truth. And it is it is very discouraging to know that so many people tell lies, you know, and even people that we're supposed to be able to trust, like government leaders, politicians, which I know it's a joke because we, we know those people are going to lie to us. But those are the people we should be able to trust. You know, and, and even media here lately, we thought we could trust media, but now we're we're being shown that we can't even trust what the media says. They're not even presenting facts anymore. They're pre- uh, presenting hidden agendas. So anyways, long tangent, just to say, guys, I hope you realize this podcast is meant to give biblical truth. Truth straight from Jesus, straight from the Bible. So last week we started on a topic of Advent. Right? We're getting real close to Christmas So we talked about what Advent is, and that is the coming, right? The coming of Jesus. That's what the first part of Advent is. There's there's really two that we're going to celebrate. And so that's the main focus of last week. We're talking about the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus. And obviously that's what we celebrate Christmas. We're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Now I know the world uh, has made it a lot more secular and it's about Santa Claus and presents, but the original intent was the celebration of the birth of Jesus. And so we're getting real close to Christmas, right? It's just around the corner and that's exciting. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it with our family and the traveling and just the good times. I'm really excited about that. But I'm also reminded of our Savior was born. And again, last week we talked about how the Israelites are waiting on a Messiah, Isaiah had told them that a Messiah was coming, and so they're eagerly awaiting. However, they had to patiently wait because it was 700 years before the Messiah would come from the time Isaiah was prophesying it. And so again, there's this waiting period, and there's always times in life where we have to wait for something. Usually if it's something really good and beneficial, we're going to have to wait on it. It's not going to come easy. It's not going to come immediately. A lot of those, a lot of times in life, those come through t- through time, right? It just comes through waiting and being patient, and or maybe you're having to work diligently to achieve something, and it's not going to come overnight. That was the focus of last week. So this week we're going to look at the second part of Advent. Again, if Advent means the coming, and the first one was the coming of Jesus, then the birth. Well, the second one is 
the coming of Jesus, the return, when the king returns, when Jesus makes his final return, that's the second advent. So here we have another period of waiting. So you had all the Israelites waiting and all these people in the ancient world, they're waiting for the Messiah. The Messiah finally comes. And then he lives for a while, approximately 30 years. And then he dies, resurrects, and then, you know, spends a little bit of time in the resurrected form on earth and then ascends into heaven. Now, we've been in a waiting process ever, ever since that time. We're waiting on the return of Christ. And I was thinking about the two waiting periods. And obviously, I can only imagine what it was like to wait for the birth of the Messiah because obviously all of us listening or watching this, we've been born after the birth of Jesus. So we don't know what it's like waiting on the arrival of the Messiah. And I was thinking, man, how difficult would it have been? Because these people, they had obviously, God had never come to earth in that form, in the form of a Messiah, in the form of Jesus. So they didn't really know what to expect, right? And they're they're waiting, and they're waiting a long time as well. They're they're not sure when he's coming, how it's exactly going to be. There's been some, a little bit of prophecy, a prophecy about what it's going to look like, but they really don't know. You know, in fact, a lot of the Jews still reject Jesus because he didn't come back the way they wanted him to come back. They wanted him to be a, a, like a world conqueror, like a David that came back as a mighty king, powerful ruler. And instead, he came back as a humble servant. So people are kind of waiting on that, right? They're, they're kind of curious. And I imagine that it was difficult waiting. I imagine there was a lot of doubt. I imagine they were like, is this going to ever happen? Like how, you know, I'm not so sure about this. Versus we've already experienced, to some extent, Jesus here on earth. Now, no, we were not physically here to see that, but... There's documentation, so we already have that. So all we're doing now is we're waiting on the return of Jesus. And so in my opinion, again, this is part of the opinion thing, in my opinion, I think we have it easier. I think it's it's easier for us to have a stronger hope and a stronger faith because we're not waiting for the very first time, right? Like this is the second go around. He's already shown that that he's reliable. He's already shown that he's going to do this and that God's going to do this. I was thinking back to, you know, a couple analogies maybe in my life where if you've never achieved something, if you've never reached, either maybe it's a goal that you're trying to achieve or maybe it's just something you're hoping for in the future. And if you've never gotten to that point, it's a little more difficult, right? Like there's, there, it takes a stronger faith, a stronger hope, because you're just not sure. You're, you're thinking, I think I can get to that goal. I think that's going to happen, but I'm not for sure. And I was thinking about a couple things in my life. One, I was thinking about um, just having a family one day, like being married to a, an amazing wife and, and having kids. And I thought, well, I think that'll happen. Like I feel pretty, pretty good about that, but I didn't know for sure. I mean, I didn't know, you know, biologically, can, can I physically have kids? I didn't know. I assumed I could, but I didn't know for sure. And, you know, you think about those things from time to time, you know, maybe middle school, high school, college, and, and, and then even got married and 
before we had kids, it was like, I think, but I'm not sure. And then once I had, or once we had, my wife and I had our first child, Micah Jr., then I was a lot more confident in the second one or the third one. We had three. It wasn't as much of a, I don't know. I mean, even though obviously a lot of things can happen between having one child and you may not ever be able to have a second one um, for various reasons, but it was still this almost like this confidence or this assurance that, okay, think, you know, things are good. We, we were able to have kids. Lois Ann was able to, I was able to We kind of thought we were hoping that we would be able to, but we didn't know for sure until that first one. Then we felt a lot more confident and, and more comfortable about the second and the third. Going back to when it's happened the first time, it's easier the second time. And I think back to even being on some really, really bad sports teams where I didn't know if we'd ever win a game. Like we were really, really terrible. And it was like each week we were just getting beat and we were expected to get beat. And it would be a surprise if we won. And then there was some times where we actually, we finally got a game. We actually won a game. And that built a little confidence. And we're like, okay, we got this. We can do this again. Same thing with like a physical journey of maybe exercising or running. Um, you know, when I did my ultra, when I did my Spartan ultra, it was always this thought like, can I do it? I don't know. I think I can, but you don't really know till it happens. And now that I've done one, I feel a whole lot more confident that I could do another one if I wanted to in the future. Again, I'm trying to get you to, to just visualize for a minute. It's hard to imagine when that thing has never happened. But once it's happened, it's a lot easier to envision it coming again or happening for a second time. Now, I know Jesus has never returned back to earth as the king and, you know, doing all that. But he has come to earth. God has come to earth as man in the form of Jesus. He lived, he died, resurrected. So for us, we should be more confident. We should be more assured that it's going to happen again. Because he says he is coming back again. I have a passage for us. It's uh, Titus chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And he's talking about the grace, obviously, that God has given us through Jesus. And he says, that grace instructs us to give up ungodly living and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this world as we wait for the blessed day, for the blessed hope when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will appear. So here's Paul's writing and he's saying, we're now in the waiting process, right? For when that blessed hope comes, for when Jesus comes, that blessed day. Again, we're in that waiting period. But it's easier to wait now because we're confident. We have that assurance that it's happened before. And he says he's coming back and you can have confidence that it's happening again. And here's the other great thing about this, okay? Not only are we in a waiting period, but the good news is we don't have to wait and, and wonder, do, do we win this next battle? Do, do we have everlasting life? Is, are we just waiting for Jesus to come back and, and, you know, he's fighting the good and evil and we're not sure who's going to win the battle? Like, we're not, gonna, we're not sure who's going to win the game? 
No, we are sure who's going to win. We've been told who wins. Jesus wins. God conquers death. He conquers sin. He conquers evil. He conquers Satan. So now when we're waiting, we're waiting to win the game. Again, let's go back to the sports analogy. The game is done. Like the score is so lopsided. We are we are so ahead that there's no possible way the other team can make a comeback. We're just running the clock out. Okay? Basketball, we're just passing around. You know, we're we're just holding the ball, we're delaying, we're letting them foul us, right? We're going to go take our free throws. We'll give them the ball back because they can score as many points as they want. They're never catching up with us. Football, we're, we're, uh, we're just running the ball, right? We're just taking a knee. We don't have to do anything else. The clock is ticking. They can score touchdowns. They can kick on sides. They can do whatever they want. They're not scoring enough to win. How good of a feeling is that? So we're on the, we're, we're either in the game, maybe you're on the bench, you're on the sideline, you're up in the stands, and we're just smiling, and we're rejoicing, and we're happy because we're the champs. Man, we, we've won. All we're doing now is waiting. We're just letting the clock tick, tick, tick. I mean, heck, we've already doused the coach with the Gatorade. You know, like it, it's over. It's over. We've won. I'm going to read you the passage in Revelation that talks about this. Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 21. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's going to get you fired up right here. Then I saw heaven open, and there was a white horse. Its rider is called Faithful and True. It is with justice that he judges and fights his battles. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and he wore many crowns on his head, and he had a name written on him. But no one except himself knows what it's for or knows what it is. And the robe he wore was covered with blood. His name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven followed him riding on white horses dressed in clean white linen. Out of his mouth came a sharp sword with which he will defeat the nations. He will rule over them with a rod of iron and he will trample out the wine and the winepress of the furious anger of the Almighty God. On his robe and on his thigh was written the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing on the sun and he shouted in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, come and gather together for God's great Feast, come and eat the flesh of the kings and the generals and the soldiers and the flesh of the horses and the riders and the flesh of all the people, slave and free, great and small. And then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to fight against the one who was riding on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken as prisoner together with the false prophet who had performed miracles in his presence. It was by those miracles that he had deceived those who had the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped the image of the beast. The beast and the false prophet were both thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. And their armies were killed by the sword that comes out of the mouth of the one who is riding the horse. And all the birds ate all they could of 
their flesh. Now, I know part of that is a little gruesome, right? But that is awesome. Jesus is coming back. He's riding that white horse, right? He's got his armies. And he's coming back powerful and mighty. And he's conquering. It's not even a close battle, right? He dominates. And we're on the victory. We're on the victory team. We're victorious. We're the champions. Right, we're over here with our with our world champ hats on, right? The, the rings, the trophies, the the celebration. We've already got all that. We're just waiting for the time to tick, 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 to when this occurs, and then it's over. It's over. We are victorious. That's what we're waiting on now. We're waiting on that second advent the second coming of Christ. Now, what do we do in the meantime? Now, we can't just be partying and celebrating, right? No, instead, what are we supposed to do? Well, let's go back to the passage that we read earlier from Paul in Titus. He says, he instructs us to give up ungodly living, give up worldly passions, sinful passions, and to live what? self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this world. So we're waiting, but we're waiting patiently, but we're waiting by upholding self-control, upholding our morals and our standards that Christ has set for us, and we're living as godly of a life as we can. For one, we're trying to get as many people on our team as possible. Because one day it says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So that's going to happen one day. So even the the team that gets beat, they're going to acknowledge, you know what? I didn't acknowledge Jesus was Savior at the time, but now I realize He is Savior. But guys, the game is over. If you don't make the transition to the winning team before that, it's too late. Like, like at that point, it's too late. They're, they're already, they've already lost. And that's sad. And that's why in the meantime, we're living upright lives. We're living righteous lives. Not, not that we're better than others, but we're living godly lives, trying to help influence and serve and love those around us so that hopefully we get the opportunity to share Jesus with them. And hopefully they too can join the winning team because we want as many people on the winning team as possible. We don't want to see them thrown into the lake of fire at the end of the times like it's talking about. No. We need to love our neighbors. That's what Christ tells us to do. And so for us, live self-controlled lives. And I know it's hard to live self-controlled lives and we're not going to be perfect. We're not always going to make the right decisions. But we are called to strive for that and to help influence others and to love others. So that's my challenge for you guys. I know we're getting close to Christmas. I want you to celebrate Christmas. I want you to be excited. I want you to be pumped about the birth of Jesus. But I also want you to be thinking about the second advent, that second coming of Christ, because it's going to happen. We don't know when. It could be another 700 years or, or longer, or maybe it's tomorrow. I don't know. Only God knows. But it's coming. It's going to happen. 
And I want you to be on the winning team. But in order to do that, you have to have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He is the only way, it says, the only way. And again, that's not Micah's truth. That's God's truth. So guys, persevere to the end. Live self-controlled lives. But hey, man, we're celebrating. We are on the winning team. Guys, thanks for tuning in. And again, you would do me a huge, huge favor by sharing this podcast. Leave a rating or review if you have not already. That would mean a lot to me. You can do that on iTunes. It only takes a couple minutes, I promise. It's pretty quick and easy. Uh, but share this with others. Tell others about this podcast. I think they, if you think they will benefit, if you're getting benefit from it. If you're not, fine. Appreciate you giving a chance. But uh, for those that are getting a benefit, please pass it along. Guys, love you guys, and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no.